What if you could have more fulfillment and ease in your professional and personal life and still be ambitious? Join me, Kathy Onetto, founder of Sustainable Ambition, for conversations with experts, authors, and friends on what it means to live with sustainable ambition. Learn concepts, tips, and tools to craft a fulfilling career on your terms while still being ambitious and avoiding burnout. For show notes from this episode, visit sustainableambition.com slash podcast. Now, let's learn more to help you craft your career to support your life from decade to decade. On to today's conversation. Welcome, everyone. I'm thrilled to be here today by Rebecca Williams. Welcome to the show, Rebecca. Hi, Kathy. Thank you. Good to be here. Well, before we get started, let me introduce you to Rebecca. Rebecca is a story coach, executive communications coach, and a brand storyteller. She has been helping people communicate for over two decades in two languages and in five countries. Her theater training and early career experience as an English as a second language instructor taught her what it takes to command attention and deliver a strong message, even across cultural divides. Rebecca has worked with hundreds of companies, executives, and founders to help them speak clearly, speak for impact, and craft compelling narratives. Her work in communication includes story development and delivery coaching for pitches, presentations, and keynotes. So to start, Rebecca, I'd love to learn more about what brought you to do your current work as a story coach and executive communications coach. Yeah, gosh, it's um, it's a big question, right? Like, how do you sum up your career or how you got to where you are? Um, I always like to begin by talking about my dad, um, my childhood, because my dad was an opera director. And so I grew up on stages playing like, you know, non-singing child roles. And so I spent a lot of time backstage with performers and I spent a lot of time with people who had to perform and present and communicate really well. And, um, you know, I, I was interested in theater. I actually studied costume design for a while and worked in the theater for a while, um, but quickly realized that, you know, that wasn't my path. And um, I ended up, uh, you know, traveling around the world as an English teacher to partially satisfy my wanderlust in my 20s, but also just because I loved um, languages and culture and, and meeting people from all over the world. And, um, it was, it was never a problem for me, no matter where I was, even if I didn't speak the language, I could always communicate with people. So, um, that, you know, that took me back to San Francisco or to San Francisco. Eventually I'm from Texas originally. And, um, you know, I got to San Francisco and, you know, what I, I had been a costume designer and an English teacher. And I was like, what am I going to do? Uh, and so I just, I started doing small uh, jobs that, that kind of caught my attention and, and were interesting to me. I did a lot of copywriting work. I did, I continued doing some teaching. Um, and then over time, it really morphed into this kind of storytelling um, career, which, um, it's taken a while. Like I've, I've been in business for myself. I mean, pretty much my whole life. I, I haven't really had like a job job 
for my whole life. Um, but in this capacity, I've been doing it for about seven years. And it's really been in the last few years that it's become clear to me, like, oh, what I do is I, I help people craft stories and narratives and messages about who they are and what they're up to and, and why it matters. And that's both for companies and for uh, professionals as well. So it's, it's, it's not a short answer, but it's, it's just really this long period of time um, following my nose and following what has uh, been exciting to me and then just allowing myself to explore along the way and, and landing then in something that really feels like the right fit for me. Yeah, that's great. And it, I know you are like, love this work and especially working with individuals. And I'm wondering, like story is something that is talked about a lot now, right? And I'm curious if you also saw what was happening in the market that made you realize this work is that much more important now. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting question because I, I didn't necessarily have that foresight. You know, I wasn't calculating in any way saying, oh, a story's going to be big. I'm going to do that. You know, like it was never like that. And um, as a matter of fact, if it wasn't for a colleague of mine who actually told me like, oh, I see you're a storyteller. <laughs> like I probably never would have gotten it. You know, sometimes we need help from the outside to see kind of what we're really up to. Um, so yeah, story as a concept and as a term has been really hot now for how long would you say? I mean, definitely five years, maybe Probably seven longer. or something. Yeah. That longer. About, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, yeah, it was never my intention. I, in a way I kind of feel like, oh, I'm in the right place at the right time. And, um, especially now because everything's, you know, really gone online. Um, not only the story aspect of what I do, but also the presentation aspect of what I do and the, um, not performance, but the, the, you know, presenting yourself on camera and finding confidence on camera is also really huge. So yeah, I just, I, I feel really grateful that um, I happen to be at a, a really um, kind of useful place uh, for people right now. It feels good to me. Yeah. 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 Well, I wanted to hear, I'd love to hear more about, you know, the importance, stepping back from even like the first piece, which is like getting clear on even what you have to offer before you even get to the communication side and the storytelling side. And I'm curious for those who want to step into leadership roles, why do you think it's important for them to get clear on like their genius or the value they offer? Yeah, gosh, it's good talk about this for days. Um, so it's, it's so important to get clear on your genius and the value you bring, because if you don't know what that is, and if you can't communicate it, then most people are not going to see that. Um, people are, you know, we are, we are self-focused um, uh, beings, right? Human beings. And so we're spending all our time kind of worrying about our own little world, um, my example of, of someone telling me like, oh, you're a storyteller. That was such a gift to me. But I, I, you know, I spent the majority of my life not knowing what I was supposed to be doing and feeling kind of crap about that, you know. Um, so if, if you don't know 
what your genius is, your special sauce, the value you bring, not only will will no one else know either, sorry if you can hear that, there's a lot of motorcycles that just drove by, um, not only will other people not know, but also you won't be able to really like craft uh, a career or um, a business or a fulfilling um, life path for yourself. Um, and, and an example of that is, you know, before I started doing the, the story coaching and consulting work that I do now, um, I was, like I said, I was doing copywriting, I was doing some marketing stuff, and I was really, I was trying to find my way. And I was not happy in those roles. Sure, I love writing. And sure, marketing is great, but but that's not my genius. Um, and it took me to not only clarify, but claim, and then finally articulate my genius to get me to a place where now I feel fulfilled. And also I feel really clear about my next steps, which I never felt that before. So that's that's the reason, the main reason why it's important to really get clear on the value you bring. Yeah, I love those three C's that you just kind of said, which are like clarify it, claim it. And then clarity is similar to clarify, but still it's like, and then once I have that, I'm really clear on like, where am I going? What are my next steps? What's the path to what's next? Um, I kind of get the sense that people don't think about this enough. Would you agree with that? Oh my God, 100%. Um, I get... You know, I I work primarily one on one with people, but um, recently I've started working with groups because it's just it's more cost effective for the individual, but also it's more fun for me. I like facilitating and leading groups, and I do a lot of one on one consultation calls with people who, you know, uh, like I'll, I'll share with you an example. Um, I had a a woman found me uh, by you know I'd done a webinar and she found my website and found my one-on-one -on -one consultation button and, you know, made an appointment with me. And we had this 30 minute conversation. And in the conversation, I said, well, you know, what are, why are we on the phone? Like, what, what do you, what do you want? And, uh, and she said, well, uh, I'm, I need to get a job. You know, I'm in between jobs. I'm, I'm looking for a job and I, I need help with my story. Right. And, and it's funny because we talked for a while and we, we hit it off quite well. And I just had this feeling. I was like, that's actually not what you want. You know, like I could tell like, oh, I think you're just saying that because you like you're not you don't know of another option. But really what I saw for her was you actually want to start your own thing. And your story is actually what what uh, will make everyone it, it will give you credibility. Because, you know, you've had this 35-year career in publishing. Now you want to launch your own boutique publishing firm. But if you can't own that narrative and be clear about it, then you can't launch something else. Or, or you will, but, but it won't launch with that same power. So, you know, she came to me with a very different ask. Um, and like we, we worked together. She actually went through my master your message program and now she's, she's doing her publishing company and it's, it's, it's great, but yeah, she did not think of that. Um, most people do not see how important it is to clarify claim and articulate what you're up to and, and you know, be able to do that in a really 
um, powerful way that that not only resonates with people, but that is like, first of all, clear. Is it clear? Most people aren't clear. It's um, it's amazing. And I and I, I know I keep going. I'm, I'm very passionate about this, but um, I believe that most people aren't clear because a they haven't taken the time, they haven't paused enough in their career trajectory to, to actually ask, well, what actually do I do and what is my genius and what do I want to do? So there's that. Um, but then they also, they can't see the forest through the trees of their own experience. So they don't know how to talk about it in a way that other people can get. Yes. So, yeah. 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 I'll definitely want to dig in because you're bringing up a few things. When I did research with people who are going through career transition, one of the things that became really clear was that most of the time people have not, they don't recognize that there are probably three steps before you even get to looking for a job. So the importance of pausing, paying attention, knowing yourself deeply, and being able to even have some visibility and clarity, as you're saying, to then know what you're even looking for is pretty important. And then to your point about that, okay, now when I'm at that stage, how do I tell that story and craft that story in a way that's really powerful? And one of the things I loved what you were saying, because part of both in leadership and in, say, looking for a job or frankly, just framing and owning your life, like there's a part of owning your voice And then you were saying like owning your message and owning your story. There's like, I just, I'm getting the sense from what you're sharing. There's multiple elements of it, right? We think that there's only, I don't know. I don't even know if I have a framework for thinking about that, but it's interesting to acknowledge in what you're sharing that it's multi-layered. Oh yeah. It it really is multi-layered because in essence, what, what you're talking about is you're talking about communicating yourself and your soul. Like, why are you on this planet? What are you here to do? Um, because, you know, I, I really believe in, you know, I, I have a shaman that I go to regularly. And um, one of the things he said to me that really resonates, and I really, I believe this wholeheartedly, and I, I take this message into all the classes I teach, is that every human being on this planet has a role to play. And if we don't know what our role is, then we're not really doing our our work. We're not doing our job, you know, because all of us have different skills and different geniuses. Um, And when we find that sweet spot and we find that flow, then we can really contribute to the world and be fulfilled, right? And also have, have ease like you're talking about with sustainable ambition. Um, I can't tell you how many years I struggled because I thought I should be doing something else. Like I thought I should be that person. I was miserable. And, and like, there was a lot of shame that came with it too, because what, at that point I was like in my mid thirties and I still hadn't figured it out. Right. Um, it was a real struggle for me. So, so this, this work is, is definitely built on my own personal struggle and my own hero's journey. Um, and it is multi-layered. It's, it's very deep work to, to ask yourself these questions like, you know, who am I? Uh, why do I do what I do? Why do I care so much? 
what do I want? Like, I don't know a lot of people who can answer those questions really succinctly. Right. Yeah. And I think when you actually pause and ask so many of us that might be a little bit any stage of our career, you know, if you're in your 20s, 30s or 40s or beyond, like, what do you want to be doing? So many of us are like, I don't know, I'm still figuring it out. Right. And yeah. so often people just assume or, you know, society expects us to be so, so clear all the way right. through. Right. And yeah. so it's it's definitely like just even bursting that bubble that like, hey, it is a journey and we're mm -hmm. all figuring it out as we go along yes. um, is yeah. I think really important. Um, so I can I can definitely appreciate that. And, you know, it does take work. That's the other piece that I think you're also bringing up. It's a paying attention. It's it's doing the work to kind of identify these things for oneself. Um, I was also going to ask you like along these lines, because I know we both have worked in the brand and marketing space and we know the importance of communication. Um, yet even I can resist wanting to think of myself, say, as a brand or, you know, and yeah. I I do believe it's important to master your message and um, and to do this work right of identifying like, you know, part of sustainable ambition is starting where you were saying too identifying what is success for yourself, that personal yeah. reward that's important to you because that's what's gonna make it fulfilling and allow you to continue to um, really invest over time in your career. But part of what you're sharing um, around this, I'm starting to realize it's not so much about, like I talk about building one's leadership brand and I do think that's important, but I love the angle from which you're coming at it, because yes, you need to get clear on your message, but there's something more soulful that you're talking about and in, in how you're, the language you're using around it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think so. Uh, that it's not, and, and I haven't, again, it's not calculated. Like I haven't sat around like, what, what's the soulful angle I can bring in, right? It's, um, it's, I've gotten to that place again, because of my personal struggle. And for me, trying to solve it as an intellectual problem for so many years, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. Maybe that makes sense. Maybe that makes sense. Like, maybe my resume should say this. Like, how many times have we done that, right? And it just feels horrible because it feels out of alignment with who we are. Like, um, you know, trying to fit into somebody's narrative, like we end up looking like this, right? It, it, uh, it doesn't work. And, you know, similarly to um, this, a little bit of a tangent, but it's, it's also a metaphor, like uh, doing video work, right? Uh, I, I help a lot of people make videos and it's actually part of my Master Your Message class is, you know, make your brand video. And man, I can't tell you, people hate it. They hate it. But the reason why I do it is because video doesn't lie. And that's one of the reasons why when we try to force ourselves into a role that doesn't fit us, um, it's uncomfortable. And, and we end up kind of feeling um, you know, gross about it, the way we feel gross about ourselves on video when we're being inauthentic. Because when we're being authentic, we're great on video. But most people don't know how to be authentic on video because they think they need to be someone that they're not. So really, it's this idea of, okay, um, you know, who, 
who am I? What do I care about? Why do I do what I do? And just, just to be super clear about this, I'm not saying that um, we need to know this for like the scope of our entire lives. Like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do next year. Um, I really feel like it's this unfolding magic carpet. Every time, every day is different. And, but I'm clear about what I'm doing right now. Um, and I'm going to ask myself tomorrow, is this still what I want to be doing? Is this still, you know, meeting my why? Well, I wanted to come back to also this idea of, um, the importance of storytelling, right? And, um, you know, you're, you're saying like getting clear on your why, and I'm kind of curious about when you start to think about leaders and storytelling is, does that play a role or how do you think about storytelling when it comes to leaders and why it's important? Mm, okay. So, uh, why is storytelling important for leaders? Yeah. Well, storytelling is important for leaders and for everyone. Um, that's one of my things is I really do believe everyone has a leader inside them, whether they choose to be a leader or not, but, um, we are all leading ourselves, right? So, so why is storytelling important for leadership? It's, oh my God, it's so many reasons. Number one, storytelling is the fastest way to connect with another human being. It, it literally is. It is the fastest way to the heart. It's the fastest way to connect the, the heart to the brain. And it, it builds trust, connection, and empathy. And it really, it teaches us lessons. I mean, these, these are the definitions of storytelling. So storytelling is important because we can't, we can't lead with data, you know? We, I, if I went into a meeting tomorrow and said, you know, doing this uh, is going to increase sales by 20%, um, what, you know, let's do it. <laughs> and sure, people are gonna go and they're gonna, okay, you know, you're gonna go do their job, but like, what's the emotion behind that? We're not robots, right? We, we need to know that something has meaning, right? And stories are how we make meaning of the world. Um, data is great. I, I'm not a data hater, uh, but we need stories to make meaning of that data and connect the dots of those data points. Um, because if we don't have that arc, then at the end of the day or at the end of the month or the end of, you know, 10 years of our career, we're like, wait, why was I doing that? And we need to know why human beings need to know why. And stories are why stories are the why. Yeah. So with, when you work with leaders, do you start, do you give any advice on like where they should start in kind of crafting their stories or how do you give them techniques on here's how you can apply story anywhere within your career? Yeah. So it, it takes a lot of different forms. Um, you know, like I've said, I, I teach a lot of classes, um, I also work with companies one-on-one -on -one or well, with the company, so one-to-many. But um, So there are a lot of different formats that this training or coaching takes. And one of the things I do is I definitely teach, like, what is a story? What is a story and how do you build one? Because we can all agree, well, most of us can agree, that storytelling is important, right? Especially lately, we've heard so much about storytelling. So, okay, storytelling is important, all right, we get it. But most people, would they don't know really what a story is. If, if I said to someone on the street, hey, tell me a story, 
um, a lot of people wouldn't really tell a story. They'd maybe like say an anecdote or, you know, something, but they really wouldn't get in there. Um, and when I say getting in there, it really means like going to an emotional place. And most people are not comfortable with that and they shy away. And that's why they talk really fast to get it over with. Um, so, so that's kind of where I start is what is a story and then how do you build one? And I literally like show them a story map and then give them an assignment and they plug in the parts of the story map. Um, I, I always say um, a story is a puzzle. So you just need to know, you need to know what the parts are and then you need to go find those parts to build that puzzle. Um, so that's one way to do it. And um, when I work with companies, like for example, um, I'm doing a project right now with Yamaha and uh, it's a new business development project and they wanted help figuring out, okay, what's the narrative for this project? So literally I am helping them fill in the, the pieces of that puzzle, right? And it's through research and through interviews and through discussions and things like that. Um, with individuals, we're using that story map to help them tell, for example, uh, founder stories about, you know, uh, why did I start this business? Or why has my career uh, taken this trajectory? What happened in my life that this is important to me now? Um, so that's that's one way that, that I work with them on story. Um, but really, you know, story, it takes so many different forms. I, I also teach a presentation skills class. And um, one of the things I teach is, you know, always mix stories and data, right? Always mix stories and data. So you can be presenting, presenting, presenting like really deep, heavy content or not heavy, but dense content, right? And if you don't put a story in there somewhere, people's eyes are going to glaze over. They just, people can't take that much, right? Um, so getting them to tell a really quick story, and I mean like two minutes, two and a half minutes, it just allows the audience to kind of relax and be human and engage emotionally before they jump back into, um, you know, content again. So that's another example of how I work with them to uh, use storytelling in, in these different ways. Yeah, that's great. You just, one of the things that I um, continue to hear you punctuate is this idea of that emotional connection and you know, it reminds me, I'm going to get the quote wrong, but the Maya Angelou quote, I believe it is, it's not, you know, people don't necessarily remember what you do, but they will remember how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. And I think more and more, we need to be reminded of that. Um, because like you said, many people are like, they're afraid of the emotion or they're afraid of going there. And yet that's where the juice is uh, and where yeah. the connection gets built. So I think that's really great that you're, you're saying that. And I'm curious, um, when you do this work, Rebecca, with people, if you've seen or noticed like what that transformation is, you shared the example of somebody you've worked with recently and how, you know, certainly from a path perspective, she like now that she's clear and she has some of these things, but I'm, I'm curious if there's other impacts that you kind of notice in people once you've done this work with them. Yeah, well, you know, one of the main things I notice is I, I use story as a tool to help people go deeper. So for example, in the Master Your Message class, I keep saying that, but uh, it's just one of my main things and I, I think it's great. Um, 
is that I am asking people to reflect on their lives to find a story or stories that help express why why they're building this business or why they've built this career. And a lot of times they don't even know why, right? They just they just kind of did it because that's the hamster wheel that they put themselves in. Like I was there too, right? Um, but when when again, like I say, when you pause and when you reflect and you look back and you say, oh, okay, why am I doing this? And you find examples from your life then it really gels for people. It's like, oh my God, I didn't even see that. You know, I didn't even see that that's the whole reason why I started this or I took this turn or why this is so important to me. And um, it, it's a big shift in perspective. And because they get that big shift in perspective, they're more able to own what they're doing. And they get really energized by it because they see they see a greater purpose there. It's not just, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna sell more tickets or I'm going to sell more tchotchkes or whatever you're trying to do to earn it or earn a wage or an income. But it's actually like, no, there's purpose here and there's meaning. And, um, and when you have that, you can work long hours and you can, um, not, not that we want to do that, but um, you can go above and beyond because you believe in the why. But when you don't know the why, you're, you're in the hamster wheel and you're kind of like, wait a second, like this doesn't feel good. And, um, and that's, that's, that's not what we want, right? That we want something deeper than that, especially, and you know, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I work for myself as are you. And if you're going to go that route, it's, you're going to have to, you know, work hard. Like you are the boss, right? So how are you going to get out of bed every morning? Well, you better know why you're doing what you're doing because it's going to demand a lot from you. What I love about what you're sharing there too, some people are going to look at it on the surface level. And what I'm taking away is how it deepens, right? And how it gives people such great insight into who they are and what and why they're doing what they're doing, which is just so beautiful um, and so important. And like you're saying, it's it's sustaining when that becomes that much more clear for people and their purpose and their why and their values are in sync with the work that they are doing. It, yeah. it becomes a sustaining force, which is really beautiful. Yeah. And then when you're clear on the why, like the who I, who I am, why am I doing what I'm doing and what are my values? What do I care about? Then the what will always align because when you're clear on those things, that's your North star. And you won't get veered off course because you're, you're following the North star that matters. The what can, can be like, you could do anything, right? You could literally do anything, but if you don't know your, your purpose or what, what you care about or what matters to you, then you're going to end up doing anything. And you'll probably end up like me for a while, you know, building a business that didn't feel like me. I was like, what, wait, what, what am I doing? Uh, and I've seen that. I've seen a lot of people do that. I've seen a lot of people go down career paths that didn't feel like them. And then they, they are asked to reflect and like, oh yeah, I guess, I guess that's not really, you know, what I want to be doing. You, you kind of got off track because you were following the wrong 
star or you weren't following a star at all. You, it was just like shiny objects all over the place. So, right. yeah. So you've said like this has focused like um, business leaders and I'm curious if it um, has a similar effect for those. And you've hinted that you've suggested this in the examples you shared, if it has the same effect for those who are looking for the next step in their career, like when they start to do this messaging and clarity work, um, I guess I'm, I'm asking what's the impact for them or the outcome for those who are kind of in looking for their next career step or path? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a big, it's a big impact as well. Um, because so many professionals, they come to me with, with the what, right? And I'll say, okay, so tell me about yourself. Well, I'm an event producer or, well, I'm a marketing, you know, person or whatever. And, and that can pigeonhole us, right? Um, I, I don't necessarily say I'm a story coach. I say, oh, I help people tell stories, right? Um, but we are so, especially in this culture, we're so attached to the title, right? We're so attached to the title. And then we feel like the title is us, um, which is not. So a, a woman came to me, you know, interested in the course that I teach. And she was, she's in between jobs still. And she came to me and, and she said, you know, okay, well, I, I don't know how to frame my career until now. I don't really know what I'm looking for next. So she was like, there were big question marks all over the place. And so we worked together and through the work of building that narrative, she was able to see that the story she was telling about herself, you know, oh, I'm an event producer was just about that big. And so really it was only allowing her internally to look for things along that narrow path. But really through the process, she saw, oh, I'm actually so much bigger than that one title. And now she's, you know, using her own experience in her life and what she's gone through and, and her values and what matters to her and what she believes in. She's seeing that her why is much bigger than that. It's, it's, it's broader uh, and she's also valuing herself more. So she's seeing like, hey, you know, I'm going to go for roles that are much higher than what I was going for before, because I know that that's my value. So yeah, we, we tend to pigeonhole ourselves and we tend to keep ourselves really small because, um, because that's what we've done. And also because it feels safer, right? It feels scary to, to be big and to shine and all those things. Um, and really at the end of the day, like that's what we, we're going to have to do that if we want to really live this fulfilled life that feels purposeful, then we have to see a bigger story for ourselves. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I mean, we've covered so much territory and like, I love that as a kind of closing way of like the impact of story and this idea of being able to tell a bigger story of our lives and who we are. And mm -hmm. that to me encapsulates so beautifully kind of what you've been sharing in this conversation. Um, we're just about out of time. So I'd love to just ask you a final question, which is what's a final piece of advice you leave our listeners with? Final piece of advice. Mm. Gosh, it's, it's, it's tough, right? Just one thing, it's hard. But I guess, I guess my, my final piece of advice is 
don't be afraid to tell the story. Don't be afraid to go there and be vulnerable and open yourself up because what I know is that the people who do that and they do it with integrity and honesty and strength as, you know, obviously there's strength and vulnerability. Those are the people who connect with others. Those are the people who find success in their careers. Uh, and those are the people who, I don't know, dare I say like feel good, right? I, I can't say how anybody feels, but um, what I've seen is that people who allow themselves to speak in narrative and not in tick boxes or data, uh, are they're really powerful. And, and it, it does a, a great service to the species, actually, when you allow yourself to connect emotionally with other people. So, so do it, do it. <laughs> yes, it's like, get clear on your story, claim it, and then go and actually communicate it to other yeah. people. I love that. So yeah. you've mentioned, Rebecca, your Master Your Message class. Where else can people find you? And where can we direct them to stay in touch? Yeah, well, uh, you can find me on my website. It's uh, Rebecca-Williams.com. And you can also find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I believe my handle is Rebecca Williams Works. Uh, so you can find me on LinkedIn. Please connect with me. I, I love hearing from people and I love chatting. Um, so please reach out. And um, yeah, that's it. I do I do a lot of events and webinars and classes, of course. And um, I love having more people in the community. So please get in touch. Yes. And I'd encourage everyone do follow Rebecca on LinkedIn. She has some great tools and assets that she shares there. So I highly encourage you to follow her so that you can find those in your feed in addition to just signing up on her website. So Rebecca, thanks so much for being here and sharing all your wisdom with us. This has been a great conversation. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kathy. I really appreciate it. This was fun. Yes. Agreed. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sustainable Ambition Podcast. I hope you take away at least one learning or inspiration from today's conversation. Find more inspiring interviews and get show notes for this episode at sustainableambition.com podcast. Make sure you don't miss an episode or my insider tips, guides, and tools by signing up for Sustainable Ambition Forum, my twice monthly newsletter. Sign up at sustainableambition.com subscribe. And remember, it's not about finding work-life balance. It's about building work-life resilience. Thanks again for joining me. Speak with you next time.